You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. I am your reader, Carmen. I'm Tyler. I'm Gordy. We're going to tell you a story. This is episode 45, which is our secular holiday festival spectacular. We're going to mention a non-secular holiday, but please... <laughs> Bear with us. It, it will quickly it is, veer off the rails. So. <laughs> it is both secular and non-secular. Everyone's happy. It is all holiday. We did it. And we cramp, might... Cramp tight <laughs> festival. <laughs> cramp tight festival. The cramp tight festival. I actually thought about looking up Krampus Tale, but, you know, we need something to look forward to next year. Uh, by the end of this, we might invent a new holiday. I think Cramp Tight <laughs> <laughs> sounds very unappealing to celebrate. He mostly it celebrates. It sounds like an obligation more than anything else. By hiding yeah. in a room under blankets and in... leaving a, an offering of food outside the door of your neighbor to invite him over there instead. I don't want to go to a doctor and hear him say, you've got the cramp tight. It is mostly a live exercise in the finer points of entrapment. <laughs> Which is important to do this time of year. Yeah. It is nine-tenths of the law. So what are your holiday plans this year, Gordy? Go home. Cool. <laughs> Not nothing nothing good or nothing interesting <laughs> it is it is That's good it is, yeah. it is not it is not exciting perhaps we we stick to our tradition i will receive gifts by randomly determined celebrities as has been happening for the past couple of years without any real explanation we occasionally get those as well my sister gets all of her socks wrapped individually, one sock at a time. Pretty sure I got books from um, Mick Jagger. <laughs> I got books from Mick Jagger one year. <laughs> I don't know why. <clears throat> I received my gifts from Santa, but under various pseudonyms, so it makes me wonder like, what he's getting at. I don't know why he would write his name out differently on every tag, but he does. Does he spell it mom and dad a lot? Sometimes. <laughs> Santa has... A very strange form of dyslexia. <laughs> he spells Chris M-O-M and Kringle D-A-D. That's common. I think a lot of people suffer from that. It's unfortunate. I, I do, personally. <laughs> it's a good thing you don't have to write those words very often. It doesn't okay. come up a lot, but it's a real disease. <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, well, I have a folktale, a Scandinavian folktale to tell you guys. You guys have never heard it before. That's what you think. And uh, so all the reactions are going to be real time. We're going to find the plot holes in the story. It's okay. They're pretty obvious. You can find them too. <laughs> and then we're going to try Join in with us. You can play along at home. Yell There's... at your media player. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to try and patch them up and uh, sew this up into a nice new fairy tale that will withstand this modern scrutiny. Uh, this one is our holiday themed episode. And I think that it will bring holiday cheer to all of us and instill in us the importance of good gift giving and charity. That doesn't sound terribly convincing. No, it's okay. It's called The Bear and the Scraddle. I don't like this already. 
<laughs> it's, it's super holiday. <laughs> the yeah, the traditional holiday scrattle. Did O. Henry write this one? Uh, this one is Henry David Thoreau. <laughs> I couldn't find um, an actual origin for this, like timeline-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pulled this from a book called The Fairy Ring, which was collected by Wigan and Smith, who were sisters in the late 19th and early 20th century. Uh, They were really big into teaching, and they were active in getting the kindergarten thing started in the States around that time. And they collected a lot of tales from all over the world in a few books. And so this one is in this tale under the Scandinavian section. there are claims that it's a grim tale too, but I don't know how valid any of those are. But it does take place in Norway, so pretty sure Scandinavia is a little bit more accurate. It's like in the old Napster days when any parody song was listed as being by Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. As they all are. <laughs> Every single one. No one else is allowed. Even non-parody songs now. <laughs> like if you leave them in your car for If you a leave them out time. in the sun too long. They just turn into Weird Al parodies. <laughs> so if you go back and listen to your old cassettes from childhood, it's just it's just Weird a lot Al of, all the way. It's just a lot of food puns and fart noises. Yep. So that's uh, that's all the background information I've got for the bear and the scrattle. Couldn't find an Arn Thompson for this one either. In general, not a lot of useful information. Just repeats of the same website over and over again under different website names. Did you say scrotal? No, I said scrattle. Okay. Just clarifying. <laughs> it has not nor ever will be scrotal. I wouldn't say never. <laughs> I think it it just think, did become I think very soon it will be. <laughs> if it hasn't already. Also right. I couldn't find a definition for scrattle, it just pulled up the story. Well I, I think it, that so. I have a headcanon. <laughs> Are you ready to test it? Let's get festive. (laughs) It was Christmas Day, and the king of Norway was enjoying a feast. I haven't missed it. (laughs) You there, Gordy, fetch me a goose. Any goose. Just, just a goose. Whatever you can find. Live, live dead just in a, a ditch? Just I don't a, care. Just a bird. First bird you see. <laughs> uh, the king of Norway was enjoying a feast, and during the feast he toasted the health of uh, their brother, I'm assuming the royal there, the king of Denmark. Whose name was Scrattle. Nope. His name was <laughs> the king of Denmark. All right. over for one. Uh, he asks the general assembly of people what present they should send to their royal brother as a pledge of goodwill for Christmas time. How about a scrattle? It's a little late for shopping, <laughs> King of Norway. On the day of. Like you just remembered your brother, the King of Denmark, and like, oh yeah, I should get him a gift. Yeah. Assembled strangers, what should I buy for this guy? It's nice to have a committee, though. That's true. Uh, Norseman Gunter, the chief huntsman, uh, offers the suggestion... Gunter the hunter? Yes, Gunter the hunter. Says that they should send the king of Denmark one of their fine white bears so that the king's liegemen can show their little ones what sort of kittens we play with. Pulling a fast one on them. Sorry, I blacked out for a second. Will you read that again? <laughs> I think basically a posturing thing. Like, we're so cool. Bears are our kittens. 
Also, don't declare... Bears are kittens to us. Don't declare war on us. We'll win. We'll sick our kittens on you. Merry Christmas. It's quite a Christmas card. (laughs) A bear. (laughs) With a sorry this is late (laughs) written on it. And then just like somebody's guts packed into the middle that the bear took out. Uh, The king is really thrilled by this idea, but he's not sure where to find a bear that's going to... travel that distance willingly <laughs> at this hour all the stores are closed I'm all out of tranks do you generally try to convince them like do you talk them into being pets i don't know if anyone's tried yeah maybe you just need to strike up a cordial conversation with a bear next time i you did see not it in the woods. i did not often use the talk option in pokemon <laughs> to be fair bear get in this ball we're going on an adventure please go in pokeball <laughs> i have forgot for a half second you were talking about pokemon and so i had a bear in a giant hamster ball traveling along that also that works too whatever gets it there protection uh gunter luckily says that he happens to have a bear that is white as snow that he caught when the bear was a cub and it will follow him wherever play with children stand on his hind legs and behave as well as any gentleman it's white as snow, but how red is it? Which parts are red? <laughs> I think there's Specifically. zero red, because I'm not sure that this bear's mother bled in the snow and thought, that reminds As me a of prophecy. a baby <laughs> that I have wished for. This cub is not prophetic. No, I think he's just like a white bear. Uh, the king is pleased to hear this, because now he doesn't have to go shopping. <laughs> Problem and solved. He Take sends- care of itself. He sends the huntsman off with Master Brune at the morning's dawn. So now the bear has a name, I guess. Uh, The huntsman goes home, and he wakes up the bear in the morning, puts the king's collar around its neck, and starts walking toward the king of Denmark. When they arrived, the king was out on a journey. So they go uh, out following after wherever he went. The day after Christmas? Yeah. He was Mm. visiting family. Yeah. But not the king of Norway, because that guy stiffed him on his Christmas gift last year. Yeah, I guess. Because he always remembers during the day that he should maybe do something about it. At least it's a foreseeable problem. Right. So they had a a decent traveling time and very fine weather for many days. And they finally get within a day's journey of whatever vacation spot the king is staying at. Or whatever journeying he's doing. Somehow they know they're within a day of the king. They can smell him. (laughs) Uh, That afternoon, they were traveling through a dark and gloomy forest, and the evening was threatening some stormy weather with wind and rough roads. So the bear and the man are both really exhausted and not thrilled about sleeping outside together, but they've not seen any inn and their food is running out. Getting kind of dire. But then a woodman comes out whistling from the woods, carrying firewood with him. Uh, Gunter begs the woodman for lodging, and he's a pretty good-natured guy fully willing to shelter Gunter, but this weird monster beast that he's never seen before, he does not really want in his house. It's fine, it's just a kitten. Uh, The huntsman begged hard for his friend, um, the present to the king of Denmark, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, explained that he was well-behaved and wonderful, even if he wasn't the handsomest creature. Whoa. It's kind of rude. It's very judgy. Bears Bears are pretty. They're not handsome by human standards, but you're not supposed to look at a bear and go, hmm... What a fine fellow that is. Are you not? I Uh-oh. have some news for you, too. I need to make some apologies. <laughs> <laughs> have some formal letters to send. Is the zoo open? <laughs> At like nine tomorrow. Okay. I need to go grab some flowers for some bears. <laughs> some stuffed bears. Like, that in might, no way do I find these attractive. That might just make it worse. They <laughs> might think you're 
coming on to them again. A little strong. I am in a pickle. Uh, the woodman is not interested in hearing what the huntsman has to say about this bear and explains that his wife is not going to be thrilled by it and his cat, ducks, and geese would run away in fright. So the woodman says if you if you can't part with this bear creature thing, then I guess good luck out here in the night. And he rides off and the huntsman is really bummed about this, but the woodman has a change of conscience, stops for a moment, and says, wait, I happen to have another house. <laughs> Slipped my mind. But a little while back, an imp took over it. So if you're willing to deal with that... You scratch my back. You can uh, you can stay there. We used to live there till he came in. And he showed up at around midnight one night and just started making a ton of noise. And since then, we, hit, we have never seen him, but he's left behind a crooked high heel shoe in the pantry... And he's got a hand or paw heavy as lead because he'll put it on our heads every now and then and then we'll get knocked out. <laughs> what? what kind of karate is that? <laughs> he, just, he just looks... I, the way it's described, it sounds like he sets the hand on someone's head and they just pass out from the weight. Just, just gently. Yeah, it's like patting them nicely. When he lays it down on anyone's head, they get knocked out. Uh, he, but they get up again. Yeah. It'll never keep them down. You done? <laughs> Is, I don't know. <laughs> when they had clothes drying, he would cut the line. Uh, when he got some ale, he'd leave the tap running after he filled up his cup. Uh, was it a whiskey drink or a lager drink? He'd let the chickens loose. <laughs> he would put the pig in the garden and the horse in the hay yard, would ride around on the cows, and nearly burn the house down with a candle next to the firewood. I don't remember that part of the song. <laughs> my my memory's getting hazy now. <laughs> Somebody the... get Chumbawamba on the phone. <laughs> uh, for the rest of the time, he was basically just acting like a poltergeist, making the furniture move around on its own. And <laughs> Maybe he's just being helpful, though. Uh, Is he reorganizing it for them? It's, I think he's just making it move, while also all of their ale pours out on the floor, and their clothes land in the mud, and their horse eats their hay, and their pig eats their vegetables. Feng I can shui only is... see this as being helpful to them. Feng Shui is very complicated. I guess that's true. He's got to keep the energies moving. Yeah, if that means spilling beer on the floor, then so be it. Well, as soon as the family had decided to leave, uh, apparently the imp agreed with this decision because they found their stuff immediately outside loaded into a wagon. See? Convenient. Just trying to help. I will take one. And... <laughs> From discountimps.com. <laughs> One name, please. He's the best mover ever. They got into the wagon and left, and as they were leaving, they heard a sharp little voice laughing and shouting, Goodbye, neighbors! <laughs> yeah, this guy's just... <laughs> from the house. This guy's just a nice guy. Misunderstood. So now imp, the imp has their nice old house, and they had to build a smaller new house where they all crowd in. <laughs> right next door. <laughs> It's but, not even bear-sized. But the huntsman and his bear are welcome to stay there if they want. In the imp house? Yep. I guess this is the full disclosure so that he doesn't get sued later for imp-related damages. <clears throat> Sign a waiver. Yeah. So the huntsman thinks it over for a very short period before deciding that's probably better than sleeping outside in a storm with a bear. That's what Bear Grylls taught me. Taught you to do or to not do? To do. If you're outside in the snow, sometimes you have to sleep in an imp-infested house oh. to stay warm. 
could this, save your life. Yeah, this information is vital for any of you planning to be outside. Does the bear spook easily uh, in a storm? I think he's just not excited about sleeping next to a wet bear on the ground. <laughs> That's fair, I guess. You should paint that. That would sell. A wet bear? Yeah, sleeping next to a wet bear. If you could just, like, glue wet fur to a canvas. <laughs> is this how you paint? It's like scratch and sniff. It just gives off, like, really rank wet dog smell all the time. And you're saying that people would want that in their home. <laughs> yeah, it's art. <laughs> I want to do a festival with you one day where you make all your art come to life. <laughs> Just yelling at passersby. <laughs> Bitch, what are you doing? This is art. Come buy it. <laughs> if you throw a painting at somebody and they touch it before it hits the ground, don't they have to buy it? Yes. Because they broke it and yes. they were the last one to touch it? I think that's in the bylaws for most of the festivals and gallery shows. It's just in the bylaws. Yep. It's the all-encompassing bylaws. If you touched it last and then it broke, it's your fault. <laughs> so what you're saying is we need to start playing frisbee with canvases. Yeah. And that's how you make a living. And <laughs> hook them around people's necks. Um, so the huntsman decides, yeah, he'll give the impulse a try and informs the, the woodman that the bear is a pretty awkward hand to quarrel with and the goblin will learn what a bear's hug is and why he doesn't want one. Sure. Assuming at this point that the goblin does not know what a bear is. It's an imp. Uh, It's all of these things? It's a big assumption. I'm just repeating what the story's (laughs) saying. Yeah, I'm just... I don't know. Seems like... Is it also an orc? No, that's entirely (laughs) different. Uh, The woodman gives him some firewood and wishes him luck with the imp house. And so Gunter (laughs) and the bear go to the house. There's no one home, so they build a nice fire in the fireplace. Uh, the Norseman curses that he didn't ask the woodman for food before heading over here. So they have to share their last bit of dry bread crust before they go to sleep. I'm sure that that is very satisfactory for a bear. Yes, he's he's really happy with this. <laughs> oh, crust, great. I won't eat you while you're sleeping. <laughs> Time to go to sleep. It'll make him hunger for the imp even more. Uh, the huntsman wrapped himself up in a corner, and the bear rolled up in the corner of the wide fireplace. So I must... Assuming that the fire part of the fireplace is in a much smaller area than the length of the fireplace itself. Probably. Yes, so. And uh, they, they will fall asleep and the fire dwindles down and everything's dark by midnight. Once the clock strikes 12, the storm gets louder outside and a scrattle comes in. Mm-hmm. Which is also an imp and a goblin. A sc- and an orc. A scrattle is an imp and a goblin? Yes. Is this a different one than the one that lives here? Nope, this is the one that lives here. It's just being called a different thing now? Why is it suddenly a scrattle? It's called a bunch of different things throughout the story. Great. (laughs) Um, It is three spans high, has a hump on its back, a face like dried pippin, or a dried pippin, a nose like a ripe mulberry, an eye that had lost its neighbor... Wearing high heels and a pointed red cap and dragging behind him a nice fat kid, ready skinned and fit for roasting. He's been busy. A human kid or a goat kid? I originally thought it was a human kid, although later I think they meant a goat kid. But I had in my mind just like this fat human child already skinned. He's got some gloop for later. The imp scrattle goblin is complaining about the nasty weather outside, but 
Just to himself. Yeah. Or to this skinned kid. Yeah, to both. Uh, but he's pleased that he tricked that booby of a woodman out of this house. So now he's got a nice place to come in out of the storm. Uh, he starts... I guess you were right. He's not that nice. Do you think this could work for apartments? <laughs> like, you could come into an apartment and start moving the furniture around and yeah. making Until noises. they leave. Yeah. Like, just harass them. I mean, maybe. I'm just talking about, like, breaking and entering and vandalism. I don't even think you need to break and enter. I think you just need to wait at their door until they go in and follow behind them. <laughs> just wreck, wreck as much stuff as you can and then run out. Don't even wreck it. Just move it. <laughs> and stare at them. Just, like, <laughs> grab an arm of their sofa and just push it back and forth until they leave. Grab a beer out of their fridge. Empty it, take one swig, and then pour the rest on the floor. <laughs> Skin one of their kids. <laughs> it's simple. It escalated kind of quickly. Um, he sets a nice fire, and the fireplace puts the kid on a spit and turns it around for roasting. Uh, while the kid's roasting, he pulls a keg of ale from the closet, sets his table, and then pulls the kid off and gets it all carved up for eating. This guy's living large. While he's doing this, he's singing to himself a song about how shitty it is outside and then how awesome it is inside. The two-verse song. <laughs> they really want to drive that point home to yeah. the reader. I could have written down the song, but I didn't want to. <laughs> so, just know the song basically goes, The outside is shitty and awful and the worst and inside's pretty great. Is uh, that Springsteen? I think that's a Springsteen. Yeah, bas- I think so. My research seemed to indicate such. It's a little ditty about a scrattle <laughs> and Diane. <laughs> scrattle and Diane. Yeah. It's the next great romantic comedy. <laughs> uh, the huntsman lay perfectly still in his corner, fearful of being found, but the smell of the roasted kid makes him really hungry, and he had half a mind to fight the imp for the food. But he does keep quiet. That's the point where it's like, oh, I think they mean a goat kid. Okay. If he's down. <laughs> I don't know. My initial response was <laughs> he looks cannibalism? Up and, and sees a skinned human and is like, I could get down with that. That sounds better than the crust of bread. No one's watching. <laughs> I could kill that imp for that. I've always been curious. And here it is. I mean... Who would blame me? Presented with this opportunity. They say it. Go to waste otherwise. They say it tastes the best of all meats. Who's they? They. Scrattle. Ah. Mostly. (laughs) Mostly mostly Scrattle. Scrattle who have tried human. So the little man's like drinking his ale and kind of looking into his glass when his eye is caught by the bear's sleeping form. And he puts the ale down slowly and is very alert and cautious. He hadn't noticed up until that point? No. Okay. The bear sleeping in the fireplace where he set a fire and roasted his dinner. (laughs) The completely white bear. Yeah. Uh, So he creeps cautiously toward the bear, but doesn't recognize what it is. He says, oh ho, Uh, one of the family, I suppose, to himself. But then the the bear (laughs) shakes its head and shows a little bit of a shaggy muzzle. Nah, son. Uh, And he says, oh ho, that's all, is it? But what a large one. Where could he come from, and how came he here? What shall I do? Let him alone, or drive him out? I'm not afraid of mice or rats, and he might do me mischief, so I guess out it is. This guy needs some friends. I've driven the rest of the livestock from the house, so what's one more? It's concerning how much he talks to himself. (laughs) 
get us all a little bit. Wouldn't you? So he goes and grabs his spit and then hits the bear over the head. Uh, just makes a kind of hollow sound, but doesn't much else affect the bear, who now is awake. Raises slowly up, shakes its head, scratches it, opens one eye, then the other, looks across the room, focuses on Scrattle, and then grins at his enemy. (laughs) Uh, This goblin is alarmed and runs back a few paces with a spit ready in his hand, waiting for the bear to attack. Uh, The bear rears up, leisurely walks forward, and knocks the spit from his hands. Uh, thus begins a very fierce battle where furniture flies, the elf is pommeling the bear with its lead-heavy hands. And the, <laughs> go to sleep. Go to sleep. The bear throws the imp in the air and then catches it and grabs it in a hug that was bad enough to make the imp squall. Uh, the imp jumps up on a beam out of reach and then jumps on the bear's back when it gets an opportunity and they're just back and forth. Uh, Gunter is pretty scared (laughs) (laughs) at this wrestling match that's happening. Uh, So he creeps into the oven for shelter. (laughs) Good place to be. Makes sense. Uh, The struggle goes on for a very long time with no clear winner, but the elf is getting weaker and weaker as it goes on. The bear prepares for another... The elf now. (laughs) Great. Good. (laughs) It's an elf goblin imp scrattle. His parentage was really confused. I guess. It identifies with all. Uh, The bear prepares for another fierce attack, but the imp throws its hat into the bear's eye and then runs out in the storm while the bear's trying to deal with that problem. Doesn't seem like a terribly concerning problem to have to deal with. No, I think he fixes it pretty quick. Um, The huntsman curls out of the oven and congratulates the bear on his victory. (laughs) They lock the door and finish the elf's feast. How How sentient is this bear? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it behaves like a gentleman. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it you can apparently communicate with it to an extent. You can communicate at it and it's not going to kill you. <laughs> I don't know that it responds. In the morning they set out again and they met the woodman on their way and they tell him all about the the elf goblin's grattle imp and how scared it is of Brune and then he berates the woodman for not giving them food. Berates. Yeah, it was like we took care of the problem, and that should be payment enough for what little service you gave us. Because uh, if if he hadn't brought in food and we hadn't scared him off, we would have had nothing. <laughs> nothing! So the huntsman and the bear travel on, and let us hope they reach the king of Denmark safe and sound, but to tell the truth, I know nothing more of that part of the story. Direct quote. <laughs> okay. At the end? Nope. Oh, okay. It's just... <laughs> I thought they were just going to abandon this midstream. <laughs> it's just the void zone. <laughs> yeah, we lose those main characters. Woodman is now our focus. He goes back to work and watches the house to see if the scrattle comes back. After three nights pass with no trace, he starts to consider moving back. <laughs> okay, sure. On his fourth day at work, he was sheltering under a tree from a cold storm when he heard a cracked voice singing mournfully to itself. <laughs> Only one thing that could be. He creeps over to the where the voice is and peers through the reeds and sees the imp with no hat and a torn jacket, smeared with blood like he'd been creeping through brambles, singing the part about his earlier song about how shitty it is outdoors. <laughs> but just that part. And how no one respects squatters' rights anymore. <laughs> it's a reprise. 
The woodman shouts, sing us the other verse, because he was unable to help cracking a joke at the expense of his old enemy, who was sitting there depressed about being homeless. <laughs> uh, the imp jumps up with rage and vanishes. The woodman finishes his work and is heading home when he sees the imp again, still looking both grim and sulky. The imp asks if his great cat is still at home, and he says, cat? And the imp says, yeah, the big white one. And the woodman catches on and says, oh yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> Wouldn't get rid of that, definitely. You know, and hey, since you're fond of the cat, I think you'd like to know that it had five kittens last night. And they're all just like her. Want to come visit at midnight again? I'm sure they'd be happy to see you. Uh, the imp says, no gross, that's way too many of them. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I already dealt with that once and vanishes forever after, wishing bad luck on the cats. Uh, the woodman moves back into the house and they live happily ever after because the elf never came back. And every night he toasts to the long life of the king of Norway for sending the cat that cleaned his house of vermin. The end. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh. Are you guys full of holiday cheer now? I'm full of holiday confusion. <laughs> That's almost like cheer, right? <laughs> it is off-brand cheer. <laughs> you can wash your clothes in confusion now <laughs> instead of cheer. Um, so animals. They don't make really good gifts for Christmas, just like PSA. Yeah. Because this King of Denmark, the part of the story we don't see now receives a live bear that he has to feed <laughs> and care for that he was not involved in the... It's a good-natured bear. I mean, yeah. of the bears he could get, this is probably the best <laughs> bear. So I feel that's like the lifespan of a bear, maybe a decade to two decades. Yeah, but how old is this bear already? Uh, it's, it's probably on the way out. Young adulthood. That's a couple years. <clears throat> a couple of years, max. All right, so maybe less than a decade. Even less if you mistreat it. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Lifespan is really as long or as short as you want it to be. <laughs> but they're, they're basically giving the king of Denmark an obligation. <laughs> a chore. Mixed with a subtle threat. <laughs> I don't know how subtle it is. It's pretty straightforward. Norway's so strong that these are our pets. Yeah. Norway's overcompensating for something, I think. So what's a scraddle? An imp, or goblin, elf. What is that? Uh, in this case, it can't be all those things. Those are different things. An imp. Imp, goblin, elf. Well, elf is kind of used imp. to describe a lot of fairy kin. An elf would be more of the the family name, and then maybe an imp is a specific type of goblin, and a scrattle is a specific type of imp. This is just more and less general. A scrattle sounds like it is made from, like, leftover skin flakes. It's kind of what he's described as looking like. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> just, yeah. like, just this short, one-eyed, It's definitely, definitely constructed from the box of miscellaneous parts. Just wandering around looking for a home. He could have the, wo the uh, woodman's old home. There are two houses. <laughs> their shack that they made. Yeah, he doesn't need that much space. He certainly likes it. I mean, he does. He he's got a taste for the expensive. <laughs> a whole kid to he, himself. He lives beyond his means, I think. <laughs> this is a tale of hubris. 
So that's a good economic lesson we can learn from this. this yeah. You can't just steal your way into a better life. He should have downloaded Mint. Yeah. You, so he could track his purchases. You need to budget it because if you, if you gamble everything you own on this, uh, this one investment, then when a bear comes along and beats you out of it, then you're just left homeless and sad without a hat. It's hard out there for an imp. It is. It's rough. It's cold and lonely and all you have is yourself for company. <laughs> Wilson! <laughs> the bear? It's the bear Wilson? Wilson is himself. It says tiny hat that he throws <laughs> in the bear's eyeball, I guess. Yeah, he put a bloody handprint on it, but the hat was already red, so it didn't really show up. Yeah. So really, there were a lot of gifts in the story. Yeah, the gift of a bear, the gift of peace between two countries, because mm. the bear is the reminder that you probably shouldn't declare war on Norway. Is that a gift? <laughs> I think peace is a gift. That's what people want at the holiday time. This is peace on Earth. It's not a very peaceful message. Mandated peace. Okay, well the it's sort of strong armed. The ends justify the bears. <laughs> uh, we got some charity going on with the woodman. Uh, we saw the ugly side of the holiday season with the ingratitude of the huntsman. It's commercialization. Yeah, he just wanted more. He's a Black Friday shopper. And the, the scrattle represents Black Friday. <laughs> Looming over a song, rearranging our furniture. <laughs> Killing kicking, our fat kids. <laughs> kicking us out of house and home. <laughs> Before glutting himself into homelessness after a fight with the bear. What does the bear represent? The inevitable heat death of the universe. Small security. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got it in one. So the bear is Paul Blart. Yeah. <laughs> bear cop. What does the king represent? Which one? The drunk one. Drunk. Yeah, your crappy uncle that forgets you. <laughs> At the holidays. Who, like, remembers to send a card in mid-February. <laughs> Maybe this is a subtle ode to the U.S. Postal Service, or the whatever Postal Service. The, the Nor Norwegian, Norwegian Scandinavian Postal Service. Bear Postal Service. Like, they work hard and improve many lives on the journey between package sender and receiver. Where did they find this bear again? The woodman, or the huntsman just, like, picked it up as a just, cub. Just knew there was one. And kidnapped it <laughs> when it was a baby and raised it up. Someone came up to him and said, do you know where we can get a bear? And he goes, I know a place. <laughs> you just follow me. I think he was saying he raised it. <laughs> kind of bear you want. So he's want. just always had this bear. Yeah, like, this is his pe his family pet that he's like, king, you can give this to the king of Denmark. You don't have a treasury. I was curious why it was such a genial bear. It was very pleasant for a wild animal. Well, it was raised from a cub by the huntsman with his whole family and it's, all his pets. It's socialized. It thinks it's people. <laughs> they gave it a little hat. That's why it smiles like people and <laughs> suplexes like people. That's <laughs> yes. why it is picked up. Some very specific wrestling moves from John Cena. <laughs> That's what the family settles down to watch by the the old TV box every night. Bear wrestling? Every Monday night, watch this bear suplex a thing. <laughs> While the bear was watching 
pro wrestling on TV. And that developed an interest, and he filled his bare bedroom with wrestling posters. Gotcha. And practiced the moves by himself, mostly. And just finally found the opportunity to put them to use. Yeah. Waiting for a live test subject. And in comes this elf and goblin scrattle. Now that's like four opponents in one. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, his win ratio just went way up all at once. He's just trying to bloat his stats, though. So the author had, like, a definite interest in the story. Like, the point of the story for the author was apparently telling the tale of this whole imp thing. Yeah. Cause I don't we... know why. I don't know why they, like, had to include all this stuff about the kings and bears. I don't know either, because the bear and the huntsman seem like the main characters for the most of the story, but then we don't even get to see the conclusion of their part soon as they bring yeah. us into contact with this like, imp thing. Like it starts with them and then they just go like, that's it for them. We don't know what happened. Yep, We're not even going to make up an ending that says, oh yeah, they made it to the King of Denmark, alright, and he loved the bear forever and sent that, a thank you card back with a huntsman. That was too much effort. Can we revisit a concept that we haven't for a while on this show? Yeah, sure. What What lesson is meant to be learned from this story? Like, why would you tell this to children? Don't get hugged by bears. Houses you steal last only as long as bears are in them. (laughs) (laughs) Keep a decoy house. (laughs) Always have a backup house. Uh, Like, no one, no one gets anything out of this situation. I mean, there's no like, no agency. Is is levied at all? Oh. It's just a, a collection of events. There's a transfer of property. Mm-hmm. I guess. And food. Mm-hmm. The huntsman and the bear get to eat afterwards, which is nice. <laughs> it's <is> pretty mild. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a solid lesson. If you find an imp, beat it up with your bear friend so that you can eat. <laughs> Merry Christmas. So just it's a cautionary tale. I mean, they had no food, and then they. Punched a species confused creature for a little while. Oh, and, and they had, had a skinned to... little boy. Yes. <laughs> and All to goat, themselves. But probably boy. Maybe it's just a treatise on cannibalism. <laughs> Nobody wins. <laughs> kind of delving into the finer points of eating your fellow man. When you cannibalize, we no longer care about the threat of your story. Yeah, the king doesn't receive any consequences for not thinking of. His gifts shopping until the day of. Or sending a bear. Maybe that's the moral. Not having any idea of what to get to his brother and having to ask in a general assembly of strangers for their best ideas. I think that's the moral. It's like when the email comes around from your parents. (laughs) Like, just put your list. Just give them your Christmas list. (laughs) Probably ask for a bear. (laughs) Ask for what you want. Or you get a bear. This does not tell a good lesson about giving someone else a pet for Christmas, because that kind of works out in a lot of people's favor. But seriously, don't do that. Mm. Mm -hmm. We'll see. What kind of pet? Any pet. You shouldn't get a pet for someone for Christmas, unless you guys have all gone out and, like, met the pet and bonded with the pet. Well, I guess I'm going to have to return your Tamagotchi. Good. I can't take care of that. I'm busy. (laughs) 
it will drown in poop and say goodbye to your digimon no i can't take care of them it's a long-term commitment you're throwing sayonara littlest pet shop playset i'll miss that one a little bit (laughs) sure cricket could get some enjoyment out of that cricket wants a pet does she she wants i think companionship for herself that she doesn't have to share with me she doesn't want me to get another pet because she doesn't want to compete for attention. But she does want something around for her to get more attention from. <laughs> Why don't you just like... So Cricket wants a Cricket pet. Why don't you just like draw a face on a hairball and give that to her? I made a kitten out of the fur I brushed off of her, but she doesn't much care about that. <laughs> give her a dummy cat. Why don't you put a mirror on a wagon and then tie it to her tail? <laughs> She would love that. That's <laughs> her new best friend. <laughs> Goes with her wherever. Can we market that? <laughs> cat pets. <laughs> Make your just fooling your cat into thinking. It has what something if you just, that's tagging along with what it. What if you just put mirrors on like the bottom two feet of every wall in your house? <laughs> <laughs> just trip them the fuck out till they don't care anymore. <laughs> Everywhere they go, there's another cat. <laughs> should try that in the new apartment. <laughs> new decorating. Uh, they have reflective paint, like mirror paint. I don't think so. That's too bad. I think the mirror, like it needs glass and then that's a special kind of film on the back of it. You should invent paint that acts as a mirror. Why not just put mirrors down? Because that's expensive. Yeah, I'm sure paint that acts like a mirror would not be expensive at all. I mean, the R and D is gonna get high, but <laughs> and the the cost of repainting that again also. Well, the mirror that you can pick up and move at least you have it when you listen. We're gonna sell this at a loss at first, but we're just trying to build a user base. <laughs> spend money to make money. If I know anything about business, if I were rich, I think I would just follow. Trump financial advice to the letter and post results. I could afford to lose a bunch of money. Well, just get a grant for it. (laughs) Government, in the interest of not having this man elected, will you give me a grant so that I can lose it using his strategies? I don't really have much else for this story. I don't either. I don't have too much for this one. Nothing... Nothing happened it when was, it was beginning. It was Nothing happened what it was. in the middle. <laughs> Nothing happened at the end. Did it fill you with holiday spirit? Maybe, maybe latently. Well, just know if you're giving someone their gift late, you have to go big. Evidently. To make up for it. I will remember that. When shopping. I don't think Amazon sells bears. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. There's a pet smart around the street. They have drones. PetSmart or Amazon? Amazon. Maybe PetSmart does too. Oh, kitten drones. That would be so cute and awful. (laughs) That would be horrifying for the kitten, but pretty great for everybody else. What about bear drones? Even better. (laughs) It's the new military objective. I don't mean drones that drop bears. I mean drones that are bears. (laughs) It's just bears that fly around. Just remote controlled. Yeah, one glowing red eye. (laughs) (laughs) That are trained to deliver packages. Yeah. I would take that above... On unicycles. I would take that above our current male person. (laughs) It's true. Like an invitation to things before they happen. Please, please levy that, like, threat at them the next time you see them. 
You could easily be replaced by a bear. <laughs> Any bear, not even a trained one. He'll get it. He'll get mail to me eventually. <laughs> we'll put him on a motorcycle and he'll still win the mail better than you do. The odds are, if you strap mail to a bear, sooner or later <laughs> it will deliver it to the right house. <laughs> If only to just be done with it. Given given infinite time. Yeah, at, at this point, that package you ordered would have gotten <laughs> here faster by bear. If only to, to like stop it from hanging over his head. Right. Sooner or later, he'll just do it out of guilt. That Yeah, that bear will start to feel guilty. Bears are known for procrastination and mounting anxiety. Yeah. I guess it would depend on when you start sending the package. Because they do sleep for an awful long time. <laughs> yeah, you got. You definitely have to like lead the hibernation. Well, that's true. This bear should be hibernating. This is this is winter. Hmm. Verisimilitude broken. <laughs> There's some flaws here. As they plot hole. For I shit. bet scrattles aren't even real. <laughs> imps are though. Yes, imps are. So it's not real for part of the story. That is an example of a plot hole, listeners. We found it. That's when something don't make sense. I guess my last question would be, what did that little boy do to that scrattle? <laughs> <laughs> did he need to do anything? To deserve or it... being eaten. <laughs> to deserve his ire. Are you assuming that he deserved to be eaten? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was out of ire. Like, I don't know that like... a scrattle would, would murder <laughs> wantonly. Uh, this wasn't wanton, it was for food. He uses every part of the human child. Oh my gosh. Alright, well, Gordy's a floor Gordy now. <laughs> yeah, I'm finishing the show from the floor. Alright, that's about as much holiday spirit as I can take for one episode. <laughs> Hope everyone enjoys whatever holiday you're celebrating. Whether it's, uh, Scrattle's Day, Christmas, Hanukkah, Hanukkah, um... <laughs> Chumba Wumba Appreciation Month. Yeah. It's just everyone. Kwanzaa. The billion other ones that are celebrated that I'm not remembering right now because it was late. Just enjoy all of them. Show goodwill toward your fellow man and good bear toward your fellow king. Good night, everyone. See you next week. Happily ever after. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any feedback for us, you can leave it either by Gmail or Facebook. Our Gmail account is wtfolklore at gmail.com, and our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com slash WT Folklore. Feel free to send in stories if you have any particularly odd pieces of folklore or mythology that you would like to hear us talk about. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales.